Game Theory Without Argemax, Part 1. By Cleo Nardo. Written during the Seri Mats program under the joint mentorship of John Wentworth, Nicholas Keyes, and Janus. There's an image here, described as Create a surreal, black and white banner like image of an agent deciding how to act in an infinitely large lattice universe with infinitely many people. The agent should be portrayed as thoughtful and contemplative in the center of a vast, lattice structured universe. This lattice, symbolizing infinity, should be populated with numerous small figures to represent the countless people. The image should have a surreal quality, with abstract patterns and shapes seamlessly integrated into the lattice. The panoramic, banner-style format should enhance the sense of vastness and complexity, emphasizing the enormity of the decision-making process in such an expansive and structured universe. Heading. Preface. In classical game theory, we characterize agents by a utility function and assume that agents choose options which cause maximal utility. This is a pretty good model, but it has some conceptual and empirical limitations which are particularly troublesome for AI safety. Higher order game theory, HOGT, is an attempt to rebuild game theory without appealing to either utility functions or maximization. I think higher order game theory is cool so I'm writing a sequence on it. I'll try to Summarize the relevant bits of the literature. Present my own minor extensions. Apply HOGT to problems in AI safety. You're reading the first post. Let's get into it. Heading the role of argmax. For each set, is a formula, let, is a formula, be the familiar function which receives a function, is a formula, and produces the set of element which maximize, is a formula. A function like, is a formula, is sometimes called a higher order function or functional, because it receives another function as input. Explicitly, is a formula, as you all surely know, is a formula, plays a central role in classical game theory. Typically we interpret the set, is a formula, as the agent's options, and the function, is a formula, as the agent's task, which assigns a payoff, is a formula, to each option, is a formula, we say an option, is a formula, is optimal to the agent for the task, is a formula, whenever, is a formula, classical game theory is governed by the assumption that agents choose optimal options in whatever task they face, where optimality strictly means utility maximization. Quote. Definition 1, provisional. Let, is a formula, be any set of options. A task is any function, is a formula. An option, is a formula, is optimal for a task, is a formula, if and only if, is a formula, end quote. Due to the presence of the power set operator, is a formula, in, is a formula, this model of the agent is possibilistic, for each task, is a formula, our model says which options are possibly chosen by agent. The model doesn't say which options are probably chosen by the agent, for that we'd need a function, is a formula, nor does the model say which options are actually chosen by the agent, for that we'd need a function, is a formula. There's a table here in the text. The heading row contains two columns, which read, how many options are optimal for the task, example. Exercise 1. Find a set, is a formula, such that, is a formula, for every function, is a formula. Heading. Generalizing the functional. The function, is a formula, is a particular way to turn tasks into sets of options, that is it has the type signature, is a formula, but there are many functions with the same type signature, see the table below, so a natural question to ask is. What if we replace, is a formula, in classical game theory with an arbitrary functional, is a formula, what we get is higher order game theory. Surprisingly, we can recover many game theoretic concepts in this more general setting. 
we can typically recover the original classical concepts from the more general higher-order concepts, by restricting our attention to either, here's a formula, or, here's a formula. So let's revise our definition. Quote. Definition 2, provisional. Let, here's a formula, be any set of options. An optimizer is any functional, here's a formula. A, psi, task is any function, here's a formula. An option, here's a formula. Is, psi, optimal for a task, here's a formula. If and only if, here's a formula. When clear from context, I'll just say task and optimal. End quote. In higher order game theory, we model the agent's options with a set, here's a formula, and model their task with a function, here's a formula. But, unlike in classical game theory, we're free to model the agent's optimization with any functional, here's a formula. I hope to persuade you that this additional degree of freedom is actually quite handy. Higher order game theory is governed by the central assumption that agents choose psi optimal options in whatever psi tasks they face, where psi is our model of the agent's optimization. If we observe the agent choosing an option, here's a formula, then that would be consistent with our model and any observation of a choice, here's a formula, would falsify our model. Anyway, here is a table of some functionals and their game-theoretic interpretation. There's a table here in the text. The heading row contains two columns. Which read, here's a formula, remarks. Heading. Generalizing the payoff space. Now let's generalize the payoff space to any set, here's a formula, not only, here's a formula, we will think of the elements of, here's a formula, as payoffs in a general sense, relaxing the assumption that the payoffs assigned to the options are real numbers. The function, here's a formula, describes which payoff, here's a formula, would result from the agent choosing the option, here's a formula, quote. Definition 3, provisional. Let, here's a formula, be any set of options and, here's a formula, be any set of payoffs. An optimizer is any functional, here's a formula. A psi task is any function, here's a formula. An option, here's a formula. Is psi optimal for a task, here's a formula. If and only if, here's a formula. This is the final version to this definition today. End quote. This is significantly more expressive. When we are tasked with modeling a game theoretic situation, we are can pick any set, here's a formula, to model the agent's payoffs. I'll use the notation, here's a formula, to denote the set of functionals, here's a formula. For example, here's a formula. Anyway, here is a table of some functionals and their game-theoretic interpretation. There's a table here in the text. The heading row contains two columns. Which read? Payoff space remarks. Heading. Subjective versus objective optimizers. It's standard practice, when modeling agents and their environments, to use payoff spaces like, here's a formula here's a formula, here's a formula, etc., but I think this can be misleading. Consider the following situation. Quote. A robot is choosing an option from a set, here's a formula, there's a function, here's a formula, such that, were the robot to choose the option, here's a formula, then the world would end up in state, here's a formula, where, here's a formula, is something like the set of all configurations of the future light cone. You know the robot is maximizing over all their options, but you aren't sure what the robot is maximizing for exactly, perhaps for paperclips, perhaps for happy humans. End quote. Now, let, here's a formula, be the function which counts the number of paperclips in a light cone, and let, here's a formula, be the function which counts the number of happy humans. Here's what classical game theory says about your predicament. Quote. 
The payoff space is, here's a formula. You know that the robot applies the optimizer, here's a formula. But you don't know whether the robot faces the task, here's a formula. Or the task, here's a formula. And hence you don't know whether the robot will choose an option, here's a formula. Or, here's a formula. End quote. I call this a subjective account, because the robot's task depends on the robot's preferences. Were the robot to have different preferences, then they would have faced a different task. And because you don't know the robot's preferences you don't know their task. However, by exploiting the expressivity of higher-order game theory, we can offer an objective account which rivals the subjective account. In the objective account, the task that the robot faces doesn't depend on the robot's preferences. Quote. The payoff space is, here's a formula, itself. You know that the robot faces the task, here's a formula, but you don't know whether the robot applies the optimizer, here's a formula, or the optimizer, here's a formula, and hence you don't know whether the robot will choose an option, here's a formula, or, here's a formula, end quote. Notice that both accounts yield the same solution. Nonetheless, I think the objective account is nicer for, four reasons. Feel free to skip if you're convinced. Disclaimer. Admittedly, the distinction between subjective accounts, where payoff spaces are stuff like, here's a formula, 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 etc., and objective accounts, where payoff spaces are stuff like future light cones, or brain states, or pixel configurations, e.t.c., is an informal, and somewhat metaphysical, distinction, but hopefully you can see what I'm pointing at. Subheading 1. Carve nature at its joints. The objective account, where, is a formula, bears a closer structural resemblance to the physical reality. The physical robot corresponds to the functional, is a formula, and the physical environment corresponds to the function, is a formula. Notably, all the information about the robot's idiosyncratic preferences is bundled up inside the functional, psi. In contrast, in the subjective account, where, is a formula, the functional, is a formula, contains almost no substantial information about the agent itself. It suggests, if read too literally, that all agents are basically indiscernible, and they behave differently because they face different environments. Subheading. 2. Moral anti-realism. The subjective account, again, read too literally, suggests that values are out there in the world, that the environment contains entities called utilities which all rational agents seek, that all conflict is disagreement. That correctness is a property of pebble heaps, that microeconomics is normative, and, most concerning of all, that the primary obstacle to building a safe superintelligence is writing down a utility function. The objective account, I think, is more moral anti-realist. It says, the world contains only paperclips and happy humans, never utilities. The world contains only paperclip maximizers and happy human maximizers, never utility maximizers. Subheading. 3. Experimental independence. In the objective account, the task, is a formula, and the optimizer, is a formula, have independent semantic meaning. At least in principle, I know how to find, is a formula, independently of, psi, namely by inspecting the physical dynamics of the robot's environment or inspecting the robot's world model. And I know how to find, is a formula, independently of, is a formula, namely by placing the robot in different physical environments and observing their choices. By contrast, in the subjective account, the task, is a formula, and the optimizer, is a formula, have no independent meaning, they are merely exist to compress the optimality condition, is a formula, what would it even mean for the robot to possess the utility function, is a formula, without the presumption that they maximize utility. 
I've honestly no clue. And without the task, here's a formula. How would I determine the robot's optimizer? Here's a formula. Experimentally. Presumably I should vary the task. Here's a formula. However I can't do this experimentally because, here's a formula, contains the robot's preferences which is a variable outside my control. Granted, for most historic applications of classical game theory, we do know the preferences of the agent. We already know that white wants to checkmate black, and the consumer wants cheaper goods, and the statistician wants to accurate predictions, e.t.c. So it doesn't matter whether one sticks those preferences in the task or the optimizer. But in AI safety, a big chunk of our perplexity comes from the preferences of the agents. So it matters more that we stick those preferences in the right part of our model. Subheading. 4. No spooky reals. The subjective account seems to rely on the elements of a mysterious set called, here's a formula, which is extraneous to the phenomenon under consideration. By contrast, the objective account refers only to the sets, here's a formula, and, here's a formula, where the elements of, here's a formula, and, here's a formula, are physical stuff intrinsic to the situation being modeled. Hence, higher-order game theory promises to dispense with, here's a formula, from game theory, along with argmax and utility functions, ensuring the weirdness of, here's a formula, doesn't contaminate our game theory. This has a computational upshot as well. Supposes that, here's a formula, and, here's a formula, are small finite sets. A task, here's a formula, can be implemented as dictionary whose keys lie in, here's a formula, and whose values lie in, here's a formula, which uses, here's a formula, bits. The functional, here's a formula, can be implemented as a program which receives input of type, here's a formula, and returns output of type, here's a formula, easy. In the subjective account, by contrast, the task, here's a formula, requires infinite bits to specify, and the functional, here's a formula, must somehow accept a representation of an arbitrary function, here's a formula, oh no. This is especially troubling for embedded agency, where the agent's decision theory must run on a physical substrate. Heading. Recovering utility functions. According to the objective account, what is fundamental about an agent is the functional, here's a formula, where, here's a formula, is some objective payoff, and the claim that the agent has a utility function, here's a formula, is understood as the claim that, psi, can be approximately decomposed into, here's a formula. Hence, the existence of a utility decomposition of, psi, is an additional fact about the agent to be discovered, rather than an assumption that should be baked into the formalism itself. Utility functions are an emergent property of the underlying functional. One clue that utility functions are emergent properties is that they aren't unique. It's well known that a utility function is a formula, for an agent is only well-defined modulo positive affine transformation, that is there is no meaningful distinction between, is a formula, and, is a formula, whenever, is a formula, for some, is a formula. This fact falls immediately from the objective first view, because, is a formula, and, is a formula, are equal functionals whenever, is a formula, now, if we were dealing with, is a formula, or, is a formula, instead of, is a formula then there would be a meaningful difference between some utility functions which are equivalent modulo positive affine transformation. Let's make this notion precise. Quote. Definition 4. Let, is a formula, be an optimizer. We say that, is a formula, is a, classical, utility function of, psi, if and only if, is a formula, in general, for any, is a formula, we say that, is a formula, is a, phi, utility function of, psi, if and only if, is a formula, end quote. Typically, psi, is some objective optimizer and, phi, is some subjective optimizer. 
when, here's a formula, then we obtain the classical utility functions of an objective optimizer, psi, and we may obtain non-classical utility functions of the same optimizer, psi, by considering, for example, here's a formula, or, here's a formula, or whatever. Classical game theory is the study of optimizers with classical utility functions. There are some theoretical and empirical arguments for restricting only to such optimizers, but these arguments are probably overrated. In any case, I suspect that unifying deep learning and classical game theory will require studying non-classical agents. Here's why. In the deep learning paradigm, we build agents by training a large neural network with stochastic gradient descent on tasks which fortify agentic, like behavior. At initialization, these neural networks aren't classical agents, and classicality emerges incrementally, probably after passing through phases of non-classical agency. Therefore, if we want to account for the emergence of agency, classical or otherwise, then we need to account for the loss gradient over the entire space of optimizers, here's a formula, not merely over the subspace of, here's a formula, corresponding to classical optimizers. Heading. Some properties of optimizers. We can define formalize various properties and operations of optimization using arbitrary functional. Here's a formula. I've included the list of examples below for illustrative purposes only. There's a table here in the text. The heading row contains 11 columns, which read property, remarks, totality, selectivity, consequentialism, context independence, filtered optimization, constrained optimization, supervision, unanimity, shards. Heading. Recap. Here's a list of bullet points. In classical game theory, agents maximize their utility functions. Here's a formula. That is they might choose any option. Here's a formula. In higher order game theory, we replace the utility functions. Here's a formula. With an arbitrary function. Here's a formula. Called a task and replace. Here's a formula. With an arbitrary functional. Here's a formula. Called the optimizer. They might choose any option. Here's a formula. This additional expressivity lets us include mild optimizers and multi-objective optimizers which don't crudely maximize utility. It also lets us include objective optimizers which strive for particular physical configurations, which dispenses with the concept of utility altogether. We can recover utility functions as an emergent property of an objective optimizer, relative to any choice of subjective optimizer, not only to. Here's a formula. Finally, we can define some interesting properties and operations on the optimizers. Here's a formula, which correspond, loosely, to things that AI safety researchers care about. That's the end of the list. Heading. Next time. The next post will answer the age-old question, what happens when two optimizers, here's a formula, and, here's a formula, play the simultaneous game, here's a formula, we know what happens when, here's a formula, and, here's a formula, are both utility maximizers, the possible option profiles are pairs, here's a formula, in Nash equilibrium. Can we really generalize the Nash equilibrium to any pair of optimizers? This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for Less Wrong. It was first published on November 11, 2023. The original text contained eight footnotes which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.